Good morning, here are some urban legends from the state of New York. Welcome to creepy New York, a land of lake monsters and wild men, a hook hand, the killers and flying blob monsters. There's more to New York than just a city. In fact, there's a whole state and it's full of its share of strange stories. Many of the urban legends from New York have served as the inspiration for novels, movies, TV shows, and even urban legends in other states. This list looks at some of the strangest urban legends and ghost stories from New York State, from the ghostly towns of its original says to the weird science yards of, of its modern inhabitants. A hook-handed killer named Cropsey Hobbs Staten Island. New York is the birthplace of many of America's favorite urban legends. Then the night-sucking killer with a hook for a hand. Yeah, that started in New York. The hook-handed boogeyman of Staten Island's urban mythology is called Cropsey. It used to be said that Cropsey haunted the area at night, I would drive wayward boys and girls to their deaths in the ruins of the, <coughs> of the old Seaward Hospital. Parents would spook their children. Will tell the ones about Cropsey. Go to bed earlier. Cropsey will get you that sort of thing. But the Cropsey legend turned all too real in the 1970s when serial killer Andre Rand allegedly began kidnapping the children of Staten Island. The fellow suspect in five cases, Rand was ultimately only convicted for two of them, which is enough to earn him 50 years to life in prison. Ghost trains carry souls across Hell Gate Bridge. Hell Gate Bridge is a vast steel stone construction that straddles the East River in New York City and more than lives up to its name as it is hunted by ghostly trains that carry the souls of the dead. Local legends that the trains carry the souls of people who drowned or had their bodies dumped in the river. People who climb the bridge will often see strange lights from trains that never actually arrived or spectral locomotives dragging cars full of lost souls. Mafia victims, old Dutch explorers, and suicides all sit next to each other in the carriages sharing one last ride to the hereafter, or perhaps a soul of trapped old trains in a private sort of hell. Either way, the story is no less ordinary for its anachronisms. There's a lock those monster in Lake Champlain. Lake Champlain is the sixth largest freshwater lake in North America, straddling the borders of New York on the west from Vermont to the east and Quebec, Canada to the north. The shores are home to numerous quaint England, New England towns and tourist hotspots. The region rooms with rich with a rich history stretching back to the pre-European settlement. The waters of Lake Champlain are hundreds of feet deep in some places and connected to the Atlantic Ocean through a network. of rivers and smaller lakes providing plenty of opportunities for mysterious swimming beasts <coughs> to make their way into the area and there seems this seems to have been going for a very long time as there is at least one monster known to be living in Lake Champlain. Local Native American cultures including both the Abenaki and the Iroquois share legends of a lake monster with European explorers very early on a creature called that the Abenaki called Tottoscock. The earliest recorded sighting of the species ascribed to none other than Samuel de Champlain himself, the man after whom the, the lake is named in 1609. He reportedly witnessed a 20-foot thick as a barrel and a, and a head like a horse. Accounts which Champ or Champy, as the monster is now called, continue to the present day, but perhaps the most famous sighting occurred in 1997 when Sonder Mansi photographed the monster while having a picnic with friends and family in the photo. Champ looked awful like this. 
like his more famous colleague Nessie, the Love Death Monster. However, it's important to know that he's been around a lot longer. Nessie was first brought in 1973, more than 300 years at the same of the Shifflin's encounter with Champ, so by all rights, Champ should be more famous. Montauk, New York is the center of alien contact, mind control, and time travel experiments. If you've seen Stranger Things on Netflix, a lot a lot of this is going to sound familiar, and there's a good reason for that. The strange things that happen may still be happening in, at Montauk, New York, where the expression for Stranger Things. Montauk is a long-time center of weirdness. Its old military base camp here, now abandoned and serving as a state park, is said to have been the site of a top-secret black book experiment in the 1960s and through the 1980s that involved alien contact, psychic experiments with children, and even time travel. Most of what we know about these bizarre happenings comes from the accounts of Preston Nichols, an electrical engineer who claims he worked at the site during that period of time. According to Nichols, the faculty was built to turn kidnapped children into psychic soldiers using terminal technology supplied from alien spacecraft. Nichols says he interacted with at least three different alien species at Camp Hero and that the research teams working there ripped a hole in space-time in 1983. No word yet on whether kid named Eleven escaped from them. Update New York hosts a haunted Air Force Base. Plattsburgh Air Force Base in Plattsburgh, New York, where else has been associated with many strange occurrences over the years, but since it is no longer an active military base, this ghostly pedigree has been kicked up a notch. There are many haunted spots at the old base, including the old gym, which was once used as a base morgue, where the ba witnesses have heard screaming and pounding and at the cemetery where ghost soldiers had to march through the night. There have also been reports of spirits reenacting battles from the French and Indian War and the Revolutionary War era ghosts whose guards the base entrance. There's even a tourist building 666, which once served as a base crematorium and now hosts a revolving door of soldiery ghosts, according to reports by some security guards. A ghost ship sails the Hudson River. Since the days of the old New Amsterdam, local people in Hudson Valley have been reporting a mysterious ship with no known flags that sailed down the river, bringing violent storms in its wake. The ship often moves against the tide and nearly always appears to be without a crew. Then, within a few hours of its passing, powerful thunderstorms rock the area. The ship's origins are unclear. Some believe it to be a remnant of the half moon, the ship that Henry Hudson himself piloted. On his journey up the river, others, especially old Dutch souls, believed it has been summoned by evil fairies to bring ruin and menace to the area's humans. Interestingly, there are no reports of the ship preparing just before Hurricane Sandy, though modern scientists do, do, do turn up from time to time. The White Lady of Rochester searches eternally for her lost children. Ladies of White are common ghosts manifest from around the world, and New York State is no exception there. They have been, they have one of Rochester who ends such as Eastern Park for a missing daughter in company of her two spectral dogs. The most popular version of the story says that the white lady of Rochester is a ghost or a woman from the early 1800s whose daughter's kids are raped and murdered by a local farmer. The mother searched the marshy land day and night trying to discover where the purple had, had hidden the body, but she never succeeded. Eventually, she succumbed into despair and threw herself off of a cliff in the wilds of Lake Ontario. Her two dogs pined for her on the shore until they too joined her in death shortly after. 
Now all three of them haunt the park forever, searching for the daughter's missing corpse. Sometimes she makes trouble for men who visit the park, but women always remain unmolested by her and her ghost hounds. Upstate New York is a hot pick at Bigfoot activity. Most people associate Bigfoot with the Pacific Northern, but in fact, there's evidence that the creatures are common in many stretches of pristine wilderness across North America, including the old forests of upstate New York that cluster around Lake Champlain in Essex and Warren counties. Many people reported hairy wild men in the area over the decades, but one unlucky fellow encountered Bigfoot close up twice in the span of just a few years, and both run ins with the creature were terrifying. The first happened on June 25, 1989, when Scott, David Harris, and two friends were looking for one of their brothers who was lost in the woods late at night. Walking along a railroad track that followed Lake Champlain Shoreland, they heard awful thrashing, growling, and metal ripping noises coming from the south bank of the trail, and whatever it was seemed to hear them too because the noises it was making stopped and it came over to check them out. Harris couldn't get a good look at the creature in the dark, but as his friends ran off, he stuck around long enough to feel his breath and realize it was a huge and smelly beast. When he ran, it chased him and only stopped it. pursuit when Harris and his friends broke out of the woods and onto a nearby road. But Bigfoot wasn't done with Harris yet. A few years later, in 1993, Harris was parked on a trail near West Park, New York, with another friend waiting for a party to start when he saw a huge black hairy creature coming out of the woods and reaching for the car's rear door. Harris alerted his friend who immediately drove away, and Harris saw the creature up in the car lights with glowing red eyes. A floating bob monster haunted the woods of Kinderhook, New York. Bigfoot isn't the only forest monster in the wilds of New York. Here's also there's also a flying blob. Most accounts of the Kinderhook monster came from the 1960s, and at least six other people claimed to have encountered the creature. The being is described as an amorphous white shape that floated above the ground and maneuvered three through treetops in the woods to Kinderhook, New York, and also capable of releasing a high-pitched explosive noise, which is what first drew the attention of witnesses to it. In one account, the blob creature watched two young children playing in the lake until he noticed his peering from behind a tree, and they ran away in fear. In the second encounter, a lone hiker saw it floating down the hill towards him and also ran in fear. He came back later armed with and armed with a friend in tow, but numbers of workers showed them not. Both men saw the creature moving through the branches of the trees above them and again fled in terror. The third recorder can involve two teenage campers who described it as appearing as a bell-shaped white thing and was moving around outside their tent one night after the, just after they spotted the creature fled into the woods and it hasn't been reported since. There's a cursed apartment on West 57th Street in Manhattan. As a city of over 8 million people, New York City is replete with haunted buildings and even just started part, just haunted parts of buildings. Take this case of the penthouse of 57 West 57th Street, where it is said to be haunted by the ghosts of two lovers who bickered each other to death. It started with a guy who had been his park post, Albert Champion, in 1922. He married a young girl named Edna Crawford, who presumed to embarrass Champion by having an affair with a fellow much younger than Champion, a Frenchman named Charles Brazel. Brazel alleged murdered Champion in Paris. Crawford convinced the police that her husband had died of a heart attack because the police believed that she was entitled to collect on Champion's will and to use the inheritance to buy the penthouse of 57 West 57th Street, where she and Brazel attacked, shacked up together. 
But Brazil turned out to be an extremely jealous lover and often kept Crawford locked up in the penthouse. One day he he beat her to death with a telephone, after which her boys threw him out of the window to his death. Of course, Del Brazil was able to keep Crawford prisoner, left a little law beat her. Well, of course, how Brazil was able to keep Crawford prisoner, let alone beat her to death when she had bodyguards has never been explained. The next person to live in the penthouse was Carl Carlton Alsop, a wealthy socialite. Alsop claimed to have heard the ghostly sounds of Crawford and Brazil arguing in a and of Crawford's high heels walking around the rich of the haunting grove outside mad, his wife left him, he committed himself to a sentence, and even his dog has nervous breakdowns. People continue to report the haunting by their bickering ghosts to this day, and the penthouse is a popular stop for ghost hunters in New York City. Sewer alligators first appeared in New York City. The sewer gator is a perennial American urban legend, so it's not surprising that it has a long pedigree in New York City, and to spice up the story, it turns out that real I had been found in New York City sewers before, so this particular urban legend is at least rather plausible. The simple story is that story goes that New Yorkers vacation in Florida or Louisiana decide to bring a baby alligator back to New York City as a pet, but when alligate but when the gator gets too big to be cute anymore, the family flushes it down the toilet hoping to be rid of the creature. The gator then survives and then if and even thrived into the streets of the city, feeding mostly on rats and other vermin, eventually growing big enough to menace human tigers, such as sewer workers or transients. Some variations of the story include others who have turned albino during the, due to the lack of light moisture, or who have grown so large that they are virtually dragons. That's just listening to these stories about New York. Are you, are you brave enough to visit New York? Thank you for listening to these New York Urban Legends. Have a good week. Stay safe and thank you for listening.